All right. Hey, welcome. This is Jared, and I'm here with Kelsey Perez. Kelsey, welcome. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. We're excited to have you. This is another episode of Open Mic with High Street Young Adults, and we're glad to have you. This is my first debut as Kelsey Perez. I know. This is Kelsey Perez to the world. Do I look different? You do. You look completely different. <laughs> I barely recognized you with a different last name. Thank you. Different driver's license, so it's cool. <laughs> do you have a new driver's license already? No, it's actually a process. So it is. It takes a long for time. For everyone Some to people know never there. do it. So, Kelsey, we're excited to have you on today. One, just because you're an awesome person. You've worked in college ministry, um, and you're just a wealth of information. But uh, today we're going to talk through having peace in the middle of transition. Um, man, transition's just an important thing because, I mean, we were just talking about it from the age of 18, when you graduate high school, you probably move out of your parents' house at some point. Maybe mm, not. Yeah. That's a transition I to did. be out of high school, but also be uh, living with your parents. That yes. would be a different thing. Working a different job. You're in college. You are moving out. You, you have love and relationships in the middle of all these things. You graduate. You're looking for a full-time job. You get married, have kids. There's all... The grind. From 18 to 28, you're probably looking at some of the biggest transitions you can have in your life. Um, talk to me about like what transitions have you gone through in the last couple of weeks, months, years? What are some transitions Kelsey Perez has seen? Yeah, well, it's been a whirlwind. I, in the last two months, I changed jobs, got a new job, moved out of my house with my roommates that I had um, for the last year and got married. Congratulations. Andrew Perez. That's my husband. What up, um, And yeah, and just like living in an apartment and being married, it's so many different things and just adjusting to the new normal, which everybody is adjusting to yeah. that, but um, just finding that there can be peace in, in those transitions is something I'm for sure learning right now. But Yeah, because I think a lot of people probably have the things that are centering, they're foundational for their lives, mm -hmm. and when those things uproot or change, it it changes a lot of things and they don't have that to hang on to anymore. Yeah, it feels so it's settling for sure. Absolutely. So talk through some of that, like what, what gives you peace in transition or how do you have even ready yourself for peace in the middle of transition? How do you start thinking about that? Yeah. So, uh, in January, Andrew and I started reading through the gospels just slowly. Um, which I would say there's this idea of like, you can really dig in uh, and I had really just kind of more done raking. I'd seen that illustration before. Mm. So a lot of like reading little by little. Um, I had never really done that before. So just spending extended amount of time in the word um, just chapter by chapter. And so anyway, walking through the gospel slowly was really powerful for me because just seeing how the disciples were with Jesus and learning all these things and their lives were constantly changing. Um, and also they were with him and they didn't, I mean, they asked questions, but I can't imagine just consistently the transitions that they were going through but we just ended in John last week and it was crazy because it clicked for me that like Jesus had been preparing them to like say hey guys I'm going to be leaving you and he was kind of vague sometimes yeah and they didn't really understand but obviously on this side we understood he was talking about the cross like he would be going to a cross and dying for the sins of everyone in the world but then he would not stay dead. He would rise again. But what? I mean, that's and really hard. And then leave them again. And then leave them again and ascend in heaven. So uh, just that understanding that, like, they were preparing that whole time, the three years of ministry, to then be left in just this kind of huge transition that yeah. I can't imagine. Um, but that he, in John 20, which I'd love to just kind of walk through that. But, sure. Uh, in John 20, he is with them. Like, his presence is the thing that brings them out of that fear, anxiety, the things that they were thinking 
whenever he went to the cross and they were hopeless and fearful. So um, I think for, for me and for people who are obviously going through just transition all the time, it can be really small. Like getting, getting a new job can be a huge thing, but it, it could be really cool. Like I got a new job and it's not that the job is hard or like it's, it's causing me any anxiety, but just it's different. So it's, it's trying to adjust and um, new coworkers and things like that. But it could be something really big, like maybe you broke up with your boyfriend or girlfriend, or maybe your parents are getting divorced, um, or maybe you lost your job during all of this coronavirus stuff, or maybe you got married. Like, there's so many things, um, I feel like, and just to, like, to put myself where those disciples were and believe that, well, Jesus, even then, I was telling Andrew, it's, it's like he didn't even rebuke them for the fact that not one of them, at least it's not recorded, that any of them were like, we sh- oh, guys, it's going to be fine. He'll be back in three days. Yeah. Like, let's just chill. Don't worry about it. Like, they were, they're human. So they're filled with fear and anxiety and worry in the midst of knowing because he told them he'd be yeah, back. Yeah, closed room, locked door, in fear. In fear because they didn't know what was going to happen mm-hmm. politically and in the world. But they also, yeah. the person that they've been following for three years was just gone. So, like, that's exactly what you're talking about, where what you know, what you're holding on to mm-hmm. is just shaken, moved. And they, I think, okay. heard Jesus' words and probably knew roughly what he was talking I'm going to leave you. Yeah. Are you going to the store? Are you leaving yeah. for a little bit? <laughs> where are you going? And then coming back, and then he's gone and he's dead. And that's, like, that's a that's a transition. So So explain to me how that can give us a primer for understanding transition. Absolutely. So, uh, well, it says, and I, I'll just read this if you're, if you want to follow along, um, in John 20, 19, it says, uh, this is just talking about when the disciples were in the room all together. Um, and it said, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. So this idea that his presence was the thing that gave them assurance, like he, he stood in their midst, he was with them. So, and likewise, he's with us now. And it goes on to talk about how, um, Jesus then, he shows them his scars, like shows him his hands. And it says the disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Hmm. So the idea that in order to like have this peace, like to to be able to be okay in transition is to take my eyes off myself and off of the transition, the thing that's difficult, the thing that's crumbling underneath you, and to look and see the Lord. So application wise I'm like honestly for me I feel like I could have used the quarantine a little bit sure. better uh, now that I think I mean obviously tons of stuff was happening like learning to be a wife and learning to do all these things that I wasn't necessarily doing before and but I I think there were some missed opportunities honestly for me to spend just extended time like with the Lord and going to him in prayer and and just praying like because he he knows what we need um, but here it's like they saw him. So I don't want to miss him like in that time of transition when I need peace, like he is there with me. And then he goes on to talk about how um, it says, peace be with you as the father has sent me. Uh, I also send you. And then he gives them the Holy Spirit as that thing that's going to keep them going after he leaves. So likewise for believers, the Holy Spirit is the thing that is going to give you peace. Like the Holy Spirit is the peace that you need. And gives you everything that you need to be able to face the things that you face on a daily basis. So. Yeah, and it's it's the presence of God that brings peace, and then He gives peace so that you can bring peace to other mm-hmm. people. And I think, you know, re- I read through at the beginning of the year like Genesis and Exodus, and to read through like Abraham's story and Moses's story of like God asking people to do things against 
odds that like I haven't done it before. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're asking me to go deliver a people out of bondage, enslavement for, for Moses. And he goes, I've, I've never done this before. I'm a bad speaker. He lists all the legitimate reasons that like, if this were a resume and a job application, you would go, you're not the guy. Right. You're, you're tending sheep in the middle of a, of a mountain. Ordinary people. Ordinary people that can't speak. And he's expected to lead a people. And his, his answer is not like, Hey, I'll fix that problem for you. Mm-hmm. He does. He handles it. But he also says, I'm going to go with you. Yeah. That God's presence is, I think, such an understated thing for us Absolutely. that I can in the middle of transition go, okay, I need to figure out all of the pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not a good speaker. So I need to get this figured out. I don't have, I'm not the guy for the job, but he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm the God who created everything. And I think that's where like your, your personal relationship with Christ, your um, understanding of who he is, is so important that walking away from those disciplines of, of reminding yourself who God is mm-hmm. on a daily basis through prayer, through his word, through community are so important because when God asks totally. something of you or presents an opportunity and you go, I don't know if I'm, it, if I'm ready for this, well, God's with you. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Not because you, you may not be qualified for it, but you can be because you follow Christ because he's with you. That's probably the most calming thing for me to read Abraham's story, Moses's story and go, even though you're not qualified, God, God is going with you. The yeah. one who created everything, the one who redeemed you, bought you, and then gives you life in the Holy Spirit, he's with you. It's like, okay, if I can remember that, this transition, all the, the rough edges of it that I don't really see, they're going to be okay. Yeah, They may not be resolved in my time timing, but God will be with you. And that should, sometimes I just need to sit and let that rest on my heart and my mind because I want to think through all the logical, the, the logistics of things. Sure. But that's not always the point. Anything else that you read in in John 20 or what you guys have been working through that kind of gave you peace? uh, In the end of it, just this idea that um, I think for for us, it's a little bit confusing because I think, again, peace is like this really attractive thing, maybe for young adults, like, because a lot of us are dealing with anxiety or, or things that are challenging. And so you're like, oh yeah, I want to listen to a podcast on peace, or I want to read this book about peace. And and it's like, but a lot of the times I feel like maybe we're led astray because the the peace that often is like given to us or like on social media, it's like find peace doing this thing. It's like a lot about like myself where it's like this peace that he's talking about, the peace is it's the presence of God mm. and it's the peace that is eternal. It's not temporary and it's not shallow. Um, like I feel like the world is talking about. I think it's in John 14. Yeah, John 14, it was talking about how like, it's like, peace I leave you, the peace I give you is different than the peace of the mm-hmm. world. And when I read that, and then reading now in John 20, I'm like, it makes so much sense. Like, if it was the peace of the world, the disciples would be at, at odds. Like, there's Done. nothing yeah. to look forward to. But here, where they are, it's like they have hope because they saw the Lord and he gave them his presence as their peace. So Yeah, I mean, First Corinthians talks about the wisdom of men is the folly of God. Like, none of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a different. It's a different economy. It's a different currency that I think peace for us sometimes can be, if I can just get past this season, if I can just get transitioned into my new role, if I can just have been there for two months, six months and be comfortable, I think we miss a little bit of what God's wanting to to teach us in it. But two, I don't think God is saying, hey, peace is the lack of uncomfort. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, you read Paul's letters and he's talking about joy from prison. It's like, I always ask the question, was Paul just stupid? Did he not like get... (laughs) Dude, you're in prison. Like, this is a bad scenario. Totally. Be upset. It's going to, 
just say all the things that you're thinking because it's a bad scenario. No, I, I don't think he was n- not smart. I think he just understood God's kingdom mm-hmm. that like... Eternal perspective. No. Yeah, he sure. had an eternal perspective. So he went, yeah, of course I'm in prison. Of course things aren't how I thought they were going right. to be. But God's on my side. God's in in my life. So I'll be okay. Yeah, I have to continually, uh, I think, think through. And honestly, even I feel like for myself, I'm, I'm very much like mindful of right now. So yeah. it's hard for me. Of course I have an eternal perspective, but I, I think it's really hard in times of like stress or struggle, like to, to think, well, well, God wasn't surprised by this. He, this is part of what he's doing. And it is ultimately for my good, which is difficult when it doesn't fit into your definition of good. Yeah. Um, so we were talking earlier, Andrew and I about even just like um, in Romans eight uh, about how it's like God is working all these things out for your good. Well, that doesn't that good doesn't necessarily mean um, it's you're gonna your circumstances are gonna change or anything. Like if your family member is sick, that doesn't mean that they're gonna be healed. If yeah. if you have issues that are going on, it doesn't mean anything about those are going to change. But God will be the same. Your hope is the same. So I think when that clicks, then maybe. For me personally, it just takes away all of the thoughts of, like, I'm in control. I need to be doing something, yeah. I guess, to feel better, feel peace when it's like he, he's already done that for me. Yeah, I think we have to think about peace in the, the spiritual perspective and not lack of transition, right. lack of comfort. Um, because things are not as they were, as they're meant to be. I mean, if you think about back in Genesis when, when people sinned, God ushered. Adam and Eve out of the garden, and that was the first transition. <laughs> Everything was good. The, they were having good transitions. They were having great things happen to them, but they sinned, and sin forced some transitions that were not natural or what God intended. So we're going to be dealing with some some hard things that are transitions. Sickness, yeah. that you're going to be not married when you want to be married. You're going to not work the job that you want to Why? Because the world's broken. Mm-hmm. Things are messed up. If this season's taught me anything, it's that this world is not as God intended it because of sin. But our role as believers is to find Christ and show the world how we can have peace in the middle of what seems like chaos because we, we know Christ. Mm-hmm. And that changes everything. Absolutely. So what other thoughts have you had on peace in transition? Do you have any personal stories of like time that you were going through transition and you had peace that maybe didn't make sense through it or uh, a time before Christ that you went through transition and it didn't make sense? Yeah. Well, uh, with all of the uh, being engaged during uh, the coronavirus, uh, all of the plans constantly shifting, sure. like I, I genu- genuinely think that that was probably the first time where like my own agenda uh, could not be like pushed. Like, so it was like, well, at, all these things are changing. Um, and I know a lot of people are dealing with that in a million different ways, sure. but for for me, it was like honestly super eye-opening because it wasn't about um, maybe what I had planned and all this stuff was getting moved around. And and I think that the Lord really showed me like what prevails, like his purposes really do prevail. And, and all the things that um, I feel like I was having to make decisions and Andrew was having to make decisions for, like all those things worked out and all the things worked out really for our good, even though they weren't the quote good you yeah, know, what you would have planned, planned if you would have if you would right. have had your choice. Yeah, and so and and even down to like just not feeling worried during those things, I was astounded by. And this is honestly all to God's glory because like, it's kind of like one of those things where you're like, "There's no way! Like, how am I even going to be 
okay, you could never dream of yeah. doing or having Surely feelings this isn't I've real had. Or right, will last yeah. this long. Yeah. And then and then here we are. And I really do feel like that was a, just a sweet season where I was just relying a lot on the Lord to provide peace in that and making hard decisions. So, so how do you, I mean, you talked about the presence of God is what gives you peace, not the lack of transition, not mm-hmm. the lack of scenarios changing or whatever. Like, how do you, how do you invite God's presence? How do you go into his presence? Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you? Yeah, well, so obviously, I mean, before following Christ, like I would say I had a ton of manufactured peace. Like, you know, you just look for things that make you feel better. Um, which is super unfortunate because at the end of the day, like you're constantly disappointed. And so, I mean, that just took a really long time. I feel like the Lord really dealt with me slowly, uh, to help me understand that, like, I mean, he really is the only thing. And it's not that he, he is all we need, but like, he will let us try to find hope and peace in other things until we come to a place where, where we're like, what? There isn't anything left. Like, and that was for me personally, like. I really did make a decision to follow Christ out of like trying everything else. Yeah, desperation. Yeah, almost. yeah. and and just knowing that He's the same. I'd never had anything in my life ever that was consistent, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, to finally find some someone like the person of of Jesus and and God who promises that He will never change, and I have seen that to be true of Him. Um, so when He says like His presence is my peace, like I. I can invite him in, but the Holy Spirit is already living inside believers. So I think we also just don't really realize the power of that. Like me personally too. Like I think that I forget that, I mean, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside me. I mean, if you think about that, I mean, I don't even know what that looks like. Yeah. Honestly, besides just, I need to probably dwell more on that. Sure. About that, what that power would be like, but just that he really does care. And uh, not one time, Again, did he, like, rebuke the disciples? He's just so gracious um, in their doubt and, like, in their questioning, like, and in their, I guess, their lack of belief that, oh, he's going to rise again. Yeah. And so he's just as gracious with me when I'm struggling. Like, we're human, so we're going to worry and be anxious, but we should be choosing to believe that, like, his presence is with us, so we're not alone, and I don't have to dwell on these things. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's, at least for me, that's what it's looked like. Yeah, I do think that the way that we approach our thoughts can can really change that aspect mm-hmm. for us because Satan's going to use anything that he can. He's going to use every crevice to create Absolutely. a wedge. So, like, I mean, that, that verse about taking every thought captive so that you can glorify God, I mean, in transition, that's a really important thing so that you're not just taking a thought and taking it as far as it'll take mm-hmm. you, but taking a thought and saying, God does this thought, glorify and honor you? Is it what your word says? Mm -hmm. And that's hard to do, but it really does. It keeps your mind from just running a thousand different directions with whatever thought. Well, if you take this job, then it'll mean you won't get to see this person. And if you date this guy, it'll mean, and I think a lot of times we do need to just sit back and rest and put away all the things for a little bit and go, all right, God, I just need to make this decision. I just need to choose what I'm doing next. Mm -hmm. I have this thought. I need to know if it's honoring you or if it's just logic trying to uh, help me make this decision. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you're right. The Holy Spirit is helping guide. If people are following him, the Holy Spirit's there. Jesus told the disciples in in John that it's better that I leave you and then the helper comes, which to them probably meant like, what does that even mean? (laughs) But like for him to say, 
man, if, if I were gone, it would be better so that the helper's in you. We it's can with all have you. access. Unbelievable. Because I can only imagine what the disciples thought. If Jesus were just here with me, everything would mm-hmm. be better. Um, okay, give me, somebody's getting ready to go through transition or is in the middle of it. What's Kelsey Perez's best advice to someone in the middle of transition, how to have peace? Hmm. Well, I would say just coming to terms with the idea that like God never promises that our circumstances are going to change or what you're asking him for is going to be answered. So like just understanding that at the end of the day, he has good purposes for you and whatever is going on, like he is that constant steady, like he will never change. And so regardless of whatever you're going through, the different seasons that you're in, we can totally trust in him 100%. And in his peace is enough and will always be enough to be exactly what you need in every season. So, Yeah, absolutely. Philippians 4, cast all your anxieties on him. He'll give you the peace that transcends all understanding. Absolutely. Doesn't make sense to us, but just throw everything at his feet. Kelsey, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. It was awesome to have you, and we'll see you next time.